The Recap Book Chat duo is here. Time to get our brain cells in gear. And as Betty Smith said, the world is yours for the reading. Welcome to the Recap Book Chat. Thank you so much for joining us on our final episode of 2023. We are excited to go over some of the books that we read as we give out book awards for some of our top favorites. Very uh, arduous task. It's tough. It's tough. It was so tough this year. We read a lot of good books. I think I think we read about 42-ish is what I'm calculated. Not counting the, the Bible. Which, if you read, not if you counting the Bible. the Bible, you add sixty-six to that. I've I've got forty-seven. Uh, I'm trying to top it off at fifty. I, I'm not out of time yet, but we read so many together that were challenging to choose. Well, these were the ones that were we did a podcast on. Yes, that's the only one. Okay, that's the only ones I was picking from. So let's start with number one, whimsical. Mm. Okay, most, what did you put most whimsical. for most whimsical? Um, I put um, No Other Story because the boys love the fighting paper clips, And I thought that's pretty whimsical. You know, that is really whimsical. Now that you think about it, that is, I, I could have totally gone with that. That would be, I think that does deserve the most whimsical. I gave it to Five Children and It. But now, you know, I think I might change it over. Because that, I mean... It was so, it was good, and it's, it is whimsical. It's out there. It's way out <laughs> yeah. there. Yeah. So, but good we, pick. Good, good well, one. runner up, five children in it. So. Okay. And yeah. number two is grittiest. The grittiest, I had to put the hiding place. Mm. So, what did you put for the grittiest? I put the Count of Monte Cristo. He's in prison oh, for that's, years. That's gritty, too. Yeah. That's pretty. Um, but I, I mean, the hiding place is going to come up, but it, you know, so I, I could say either one of those, I can see him. Yeah. Can't you? I, yes, I agree on both. Number three, number next, unique format. So which book that you read had uh, one of the most unique formats? And I went this with year. things we didn't say. I did the same yeah. too. <laughs> Air high five. Yeah. Woo! Bam. Yeah. Because it's in letters, right? That was my first uh, fiction book to read. And it was, the entire thing was letters. I mean, some books you will have letters throughout, but the entire thing was all in letters. I found that very unique. And challenging for the reader. You had to think about stuff, you know. But yes, very unique. Instead of reading between the lines, you were reading between the letters, kind of. There there you go. go. The things we didn't say. That's why the title's perfect. Yes, yeah. it is. It's powerful. And number four, best opening sentence. Or best opening. I had to go with David Copperfield. <laughs> Another Air Five. Oh, yeah. what? Tell us what that is. I am born. And... W- <laughs> The reason we wanted to do that because it's in Gone with the Wind. And I've always wanted to read that book because Melly is reading it when the uh, Yankees soldiers come in. Chapter one, I am Wait, I'm sorry. I interrupted. Keep going. 
Give the full. Oh, I can't give it all. I don't have it all written oh. down. Whether I shall turn out to be the hero of my own life or whether that station will be hailed by anybody else, these pages must show. Powerful. I mean, great opening line. Way to go, David Copperfield. Which is funny. Or, I mean, Charles Dickens, yeah. excuse me. He becomes David Copperfield, though, doesn't he? He does. And I got even mixed up because you uh, told me to watch the movie the man who invented christmas which um great movie by the way yeah and it is him writing the (laughs) and you know who my friend emily actually sent me that dvd so she's the one that introduced me she's always a good one for movie recommendations but yeah that's where i saw that well i thought that was odd that the scrooge guy in there was christopher Plummer, who was the captain in um the sound of music I, great. I am so glad you said that because he bothered me. I couldn't place him because he, he well, I've only really seen him in Sound yeah, of 70 Music. 70 years will do that to you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he was, he's so. passed away since then, but he passed away at age 91. Mm. Yeah. So, wow. Well, he did a great, yeah, great actor. But, but isn't, I isn't. think that Charles Dickens is good at beginning lines because I just heard a podcast, my Excel, Excel Still More podcast, and he started one with uh, Charles Dickens. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. Mm. And he said, even if you haven't read Tale of Two Cities, you know that line. Yes. And so that's very good. I can't hey, believe you, it. You got to hook them. Yeah. You got to hook them. Yeah. Number five, most unpredictable. I went with the secret keeper. On Are that you? One. Shut the front door. <laughs> I said we will not agree on this one. Well, air high five. Oh my goodness. Damn. This is there uh, go. pretty unusual, isn't it? Yeah. That was very unpredictable. Yeah, totally. So I did not yeah. see it coming at all. I kind of, that was one that I thought I had figured out. And then I was like, wow, totally did not have it figured out. Yeah, I, I was pretty cocky so. with that one. I said, oh, man, this is so predictable. <laughs> oh, golly. <laughs> and then I went, whoa. Duh. So, so if you like unpredictable books, the secret go with keeper. The Secret Keeper. Yeah. Number okay. six, most intense. Okay, what did you put? I'm curious if we did it again. I did we do it again? Hamlet. Okay. Because no, everybody's dying. That is intense. I, I picked The Great alone. Oh, that, I, I think maybe a tie with that, but yeah. Because I was with it longer, it felt more intense to me. Maybe, Hamlet was a pretty quick read, so maybe. Yeah, you're right. You're, everybody's dying, but then they're dead. But with that one, yeah. he keeps coming back. Her dad is just, oh yeah. yeah, that that is, that was definitely. In fact, I probably would give it to that one because that one was so real. You know, Hamlet's yes. a play. Yes. And it's it seems And from a totally different time and this was more in our time. It was still I think it was it was in the 70s or something. I think well, it was actually after the Vietnam the War that messed him up. And I yes. had just heard a uh, Jordan Peterson, he did a podcast with uh someone I think and, and their dad went and came back and he was messed up too. I mean, mm. and you had said that once when we did um I think Call of the Canyon. And uh, you said, how many lives have wars messed up of people that didn't go to the war? Yes. But they were uh, a, a child of someone that mm. changed. And uh, Maisie's another one that that happened too. So that's true. Yeah. All right. Number seven. Number next. And okay. What, which book packs a punch 
which we were we were refer- referring to impacting society. And I put in his steps. I did too. <laughs> what would Jesus Air do? What, what would Jesus do is pretty even now is a good mantra to have, you know. And mm, yes, that's uh, it's very good. I remember that from the '90s in my era growing up. That was huge, and it was so interesting that it had been almost a hundred years since the book had been written, and to to make that type of comeback and to and to have that type of a movement was pretty is pretty phenomenal i think because i mean even books that are popular they don't usually have people wearing their you know something from them around yeah, and like that's true w i just remember i had so many wwjd bracelets i mean bookmarks there was it was blown up so i agree with that number eight most creative what'd you put I went with Little Pilgrim's Progress well, on that one. Creative, yeah. Because oh, it, I could agree with that. Kind of went had to have a world, a little bit of a different world, and uh, so. But I, I loved the how it paralleled with. It was bringing a, the this uh, Christian analogy of what a what a Christian's life or walk in the world is kind of like, and I I thought that was very creative. How each. Uh, struggle or temptation they have a character to go with it and so. bringing it down to a child's level kind of yes yeah. i went a you different route because i went with treasure island because he kind of personified mm. pirates i almost went with that one you're right because he did something that was unprecedented yeah so so i had to get that's that. a good one too yeah it was it was good. tough it was tough number nine uh this one is a twofer uh, best man and leading lady and this one was hard <laughs> not for me my, okay so uh, my leading lady is Corey Ten Boom bam oh, and bam. my best man is Casper Ten Boom bam oh bam you can't beat yes them. you can't beat them you you really can't you really can't those are great I agree with those I so for mine I I put the leading lady as Mary because we did just finish two from Galilee oh, she's coming coming soon <laughs> so um well, I think this will probably post after that one, actually. So, right? Well, I'm not sure. You're the one in charge of <laughs> But, uh, and then the best man, I put Brant Hansen because from Unoffendable, oh, yes. I love that he's funny, that he's vulnerable, that he shares openly his struggles. And I, I just love his whole attitude. But I think uh, I put that as my read aloud. I mean, read aloud. What about? Bop, 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 bop. Uh, I put that on my 2022 book list, so he wasn't in mine. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mine starts with Count of Monte Cristo, so. But I agree with the Tin Boons. They they were I said, yeah. definitely Sweet. leading ladies. and Yes. Amazing. Okay, number 10. Best ending. I put two from Galilee. Jesus is born. Can you beat that? I That is a great <laughs> ending. That really is. Although the actual ending, it didn't end there in the book. They were going to Egypt in the book. Yeah, but, but the the whole ending, her having the baby and all that, I mean, I just thought, well, that's it. That came pretty was easy. I think I put uh, the Blackout Book Club yeah, that as was the best too. ending. Mm-hmm. Kind of just tied in a lot of loose ends. And that was just such a good read. I love the, the Blackout Book. Okay, number 11. Most Enriching. 
And I put a tie on this. I put habits of the household and gist. Mm, those are good. Those went really good together. Because um, I think those need to be read by parents, grandparents, teachers, and it will enrich your life. And the kids that you touch will be enriched as well. Yes. But I could have put the five love languages of children there too. That's a good one too. There, I'm telling you, it's hard. We read a lot of good books this year. Yeah, we'll try to read some bad ones next year, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I put Mere Christianity as the most enriching for me. Well, that's coming to mind too. It's funny that we kind of put the same ones. But... Mm-hmm. In fact, number next, it stands the test of time. I put mere Christianity. That's a good one. Because as we were reading that, you read mere Christianity and you cannot believe that this is in the the middle of World War II. Because it's like he is talking to you right now today. That's true. And um, it was powerful. What did you put? Stands the test of time. I put the Count of Monte Cristo. It has stood the test of time. Because it, it stood the test of time. I could have put Hamlet. Because that's actually stood a longer test of time. I think that's probably the oldest one we read this year. Definitely. But I thought the Count of Monte Cristo is longer. So that is impressive that it... It stands your test of time of a reader. (laughs) (laughs) Way to go. Way to go. (laughs) Okay. And then I think... Let's see. We're at number... 13. Are we at the end? We're at the end, which I have not... I'll be honest... I'm going to listen to what you say because my 13 is still blank. Okay. Well, this actually was an easy one for me because for me, the best of 2023, my criteria is just something that impacted me the most, almost unforgettable, just changes who I am in essence, you know, in a sense. And so that had to be habits of the household because and it's a nonfiction, and it, it's a very it's a quick read, but man, it was powerful. And we are still doing a lot of the things that are in there, like the lighting the candles, the pepper game, uh, the nighttime blessings, the sending prayer. Like we have incorporated so much from Jason Early's book, The Habits of the Household, that I had to put it number one. So his, his name, I think, is Justin. Oh, Justin. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, Justin. I don't want any ramifications (laughs) there. Yeah. I I would probably put uh, Your Brain's Not Broken. Okay. Because that was pretty impactful. Uh, I don't know if you, uh, and I just, because ADHD is coming out there now and uh, people are kind of identifying it with it in a more positive light. And I think that helps people that aren't ADHD to understand what people are going through. And also it kind of validates your, your struggle. If you are ADHD, like usually when I change gears, I always tell you, I say squirrel, but now I know uh, I just saw a video that that's called dolphining. And what that means is we've got all these layers going on and we are connecting to other layers. We're paying attention to you, but we're connecting it to something else. And so we're like a dolphin. We come up, and we make a connection and go back down in all these layers. And I love that. I thought that sounded mm. so much better than squirrel. That's true. So dolphin. So, you could, so now you're going to change it to dolphin. Oh, yeah, I'm dolphining. And, you know, dolphin. So when Titus makes that connection, because, you know, 
you say, oh, you're good at making connections. Yeah, because we're thinking like 500 times of all these layers, you know, you'll get a connection if you've got a bunch of burners on the stove, you know. But uh, yeah, I could have given uh, number one to a, a bunch because, I mean, do more better was really good, too. And practicing the presence of God. Wow, that was powerful, and I wanted that was to, good. I wanted to get that in there too, but uh, man, well, and really, Maisie, Maisie was good. She didn't make it in there, but there's like I love like her books are great. The I mean, and the Hiding Place could have been number one, really too. I, yeah. There's so many, but as far as um really impacting my daily life, it had to be the Habits one. But, so, what was something from the your brain, brain's not broken that is helping you daily well i think what helps me to know um the quadrants so if you go back to the quadrants uh i am not good at doing um the things in that if if i don't want to do something i kind of avoid it and maybe do something that i shouldn't just start a project but that has helped me say okay well why don't we do pay the bills or go to the post office or do something you don't want to do and then reward yourself with something from the green quadrant, which is um, like filling your cup kind of. So uh, just reordering um, things. And I think um, prioritizing it is a little hard, you know, mm -hmm. and so I being able to it. verbalize that though. And I guess that, so that brought that to your awareness right? Is that what you're yeah. saying? That it's easier to deal with something when you're aware of it. And that helped me help your brother because Cam does the same thing. Like, you know, the, and also that is the place where we read about being chronologically challenged because uh, you have no idea how long it's going to take to do something. So mm -hmm. you're just kind of spitting in the wind and you think, okay, well, I, cleaning out the fridge, I'll, I'll be able to do that probably in uh, 30 minutes, but it takes longer. And then something that's going to be taking a short amount of time, but it's I, the reason I like cleaning out the fridge is because, whoa, it's cool. It's different. You look at it and you say, yes, this looks good. But, you know, you pay your bills, nothing happens. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't get a, like a gold star for that. So and I told <laughs> him that, you know, because sometimes he wants to work on something creative instead of something that he needs that needs to get done. Kind of the grunt work. Yeah. And I think that was helpful. Well, good. How about, uh, it, did anyone almost make it but didn't make it in yours? Did you struggle? Oh, I struggled with quite a few on, because um, there's so many. I wanted to get them in there. Uh, let me tell you who's just leading lady. I almost gave it to the Witch of Blackbird Pond girl. I loved kids. She was good. I loved mm -hmm. And um, if you want to go with best man, in, in a funny way, I almost gave it to the Campbell, the little guy. Redbird. Yeah. I thought of him. Uh, he yeah. was a good man. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, if, if we had done most improved, we maybe we should have done yes, the most improved. <laughs> most evolved character or something that, yeah. with the character that changed the most. But then I would have probably had to gone back with things we didn't say because she totally changed too. But uh, mm, probably not more than Oscar, though. No, he changed a lot. But I mean, if yeah. we were doing a girl and a boy, but uh, yeah, I'm going super improver award <laughs> challenge challenge uh, challenge you to pick out a new classic for next year. And um, I think people tend to be afraid of the classics because um, people have talked have trash talked the classics. Oh, that's, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but instead of doing that, read one, mm -hmm. and then. 
um, I, there's a Seinfeld um, episode where, um, what's the guy that rushes into Jerry's apartment all the time? Kramer. Kramer, yeah. Well, he is asleep on um, Jerry's couch. And guess what he was reading? His VCR manual. <laughs> and which is really dating the show but and jerry comes in and said you're, you're reading my vcr manual and and he says hey not everyone can read the classics <laughs> and i said i think i said that to you uh, uh, i thought it was hilarious because it, it, is it was humorous but i said really everyone can read the classics you know what i like about the classics when we, when we read one I like that they're written in simpler times. So for me, a classic is actually refreshing. It's almost like you are, you're taking away a lot of distractions and a lot of things that we kind of deal with now. And you're just getting back to the human element, mm -hmm. so to speak. The basic. So it just seems really simple and refreshing. And they, I mean, not simple in that they don't have complex ideas or human problems or anything like that. They do, but it just is really refreshing and i think so. that may be part of the pro part of the reason they are classics is because they are timeless because like you can take david copperfield and all these problems you could still have but some of the ones that we read now there's like cell phone problems computer problems we'll see you can't go back because some i mean who, who can tell in 100 years if you'll even have computers that's true. You know, it, it, but all of those, you're so right. It's on the human emotion. Mm -hmm. And that's the avenue that they travel on. And whew, and it's sometimes it's raw, like Monte Cristo raw. There's raw human emotion there. And so if you had to pick out, what if we had a modern classic award? Who would you give that to? That means it's a modern book, but it's so good that it, I guess that would be the stands the test of time award too. We, but well, I guess we could we, say modern classic. Well, that we think it might be able to stand the test of time. We're just predicting. Mm -hmm. Now that would be whew, tough, tough for sure. Because, like you said, no, nothing stood the test of time better than Hamlet, I guess. And what is it about, um, you know, like the tragedies that bring people together? But I think that's your humanness. Our humanness brings us together. Yes. And that's how we're connected because everyone has, has had loss. Everyone deals with that. And uh, I think that's what, yeah, I mean, definitely whew, a, a lot to choose from. So that is a wrap on our 2023 book awards. I think it's good if, if you're um, if you're so inclined to take a moment, reflect over what you read in 2023 and kind of do your own and just see how uh, how and then maybe um, what do I like? What was the most impactful? Yeah. Yes. I think it's good. You make me do this. This is not my, this is your idea, but I like it. But I don't, I always never take time to do that. I just move, move ahead. And I think everything that I've read that says reflection is good, but it is good. It does take time. So kudos, and I'm off. kudos to you for making us do like a little bonus episode here and get this in and celebrate. Also, if you read one book, Pat yourself on the back. You got one book read. If you read a half a book, you, you got half a book read. I mean, I think sometimes you say, well, I want to read 20 books or I want to read. No, I, I really wouldn't put a number on that. I just, has reading enriched your life? 
and then just go from there and not be uh, real snarky with ourselves. Give That's grace. Good. Give ourselves grace. Give, give grace. And joy. There's a lot of joy in um, one, one book that you didn't read that I read was uh, Surprised by Joy by C.S. Lewis. Oh, my goodness. It talks about his journey to becoming a Christian because he was not. He was an atheist. And um, that was a rough read. And I would not have finished it if it hadn't been for my friend, Lynn, who she wanted to do a book club. So we met weekly and discussed the chapters. But it got hard at a part when he went to school and it was unpleasant. So I just quit reading it for years. <laughs> and then I went back to it because she said, you know, you want to read that? And I said, oh, not really, but okay. And I loved it. It was good. But man, sometimes it's like, like you said about the great alone, there's the bad. There is the good, the bad and the ugly. And that book. Well, and sometimes if there's something that bothers us, I think we need to add, like, I think it's good to press into that. Why does it bother me? Yeah. Because there might be something in our past we haven't dealt with. So sometimes you have to go through something to get through something. Yeah. Very good. And books, books can help with that. Oh, definitely. Books can uh, really broaden your world. And I think I, we talked about that. They help you to have empathy. Yes. And uh, because, no, have you been in prison? No, but since you've read The Count of Monte Cristo, you kind of know what it's like. <laughs> yeah. And, and he was there unjustly. I know to start digging right away. <laughs> and, yeah. Don't waste any time. Yeah. But I mean, uh, wow. And it, it's, it's pretty cool. Pretty cool. But I uh, thank you for being my uh, book buddy. And thank you all for listening with us. It's a treat to uh, talk about what we're reading. And we will see you next year. In 2024, you're the ones we do adore. <laughs> Keep on reading. <laughs>